I reached out to a few, and one of them in particular I hopped on a phone call with, and it was really interesting. This is a story about understanding your audience and not making assumptions about the value you can bring to someone in a conversation. It's July 23rd. I, my watch doesn't say the date, but it's lunch break uh, at my current internship. I'm working in audit at a big four accounting firm. And last summer, I actually stayed on campus at my university. I'm going into third year, so last summer was the year after first year. And I chose to do that with a position for the Queen Solar Design Team. It's an engineering design team on campus that primarily works on an autonomous home. It's a small team during the summer, so it was me, the commerce student, and three other engineers working on this project. During the school year, it's a bigger team. And over the summer, uh, the engineers are tasked with retrofitting the home. So it runs entirely on solar energy and rainwater. And they pretty much do research to find new technologies that they can implement into the home and learn from. And it's a really good experience for them um, because they get access to these resources as well. Now, I did everything that was to do with the business side. I was in charge of finance. Um, so sponsor sponsorships with anything that we wanted to get started, uh, in charge with the marketing, all of that type of stuff. Um, and one of the things I was also in charge of was running camps and organizing those. So there's a few pillars to the team. This was one of them that we chose to work on throughout the summer as well. There's not a whole lot out of transition from the previous business manager, so we kind of get to pick and decide the direction that the team is going to take. And these camps aren't run by us, so we run workshops within other local camps. One of the activities was uh, to do with, and we designed these activities, like I worked with the engineers, I have science, a little bit of science knowledge enough to run these camps for sure. So we developed uh, one in particular that was sort of like a trading challenge combined with building solar cars. But we needed the solar cars themselves, which we didn't have already. So I reached out to a few companies, since we're an educational institution, it's fairly um, reasonable to expect that you could get donations or sponsorships or um, kind of grants. So I reached out to a few and one of them in particular I hopped on a phone call with and it was really interesting. So uh, as soon as I you know, got on the call with him, he, he was the owner of this company that made solar cars. He goes, all right, I have 10 minutes, um, what's your pitch? And I was prepared, so I gave him my pitch. I said, okay, these are, this is the value we can bring. I had previously prepared a sponsorship package, so typically on a team like this or a school club, you'll have a sponsorship package that outlines what the club does, what are the different tiers of sponsorship that a company can offer, and what do they get with each tier. That's the standard model, and I had worked with some advisors within the university to help me develop it, sent it to him. On the call, I gave him my pitch. I had researched a ton about his company. I said, okay, you know, we can help you get more sales. We can help you get to the right customers. We've built a bit of a social media presence, which um, we hadn't had in previous years, so I had built that, and I was pretty confident about being able to create content using his cars from the camps that we were running. And I told him all of that, and at the end, he said, okay, that's, you know, that's great, but that's not really, like, I don't really care so much about that. I, I don't, I'm not looking to increase my sales or anything. I, and that took me by surprise. I had made all these assumptions that that's what they wanted and that's the value that we're going to bring him. And 
he asked me, um, okay, so, you know, you're an educational institution, right? Can you explain to me what the activities are that you're doing? Can you show me that you are using this for an educational purpose? And that's what I want to know. I want to see pictures of that that I can share on my, on my website, examples of activities you can do with the cars. That's, that's really all that I'm looking for. That was totally different from what I had assumed. And I went away from that and went into all my other sales calls. He ended up donating the cars, which was really nice. We got a, a PR box and it was a huge hit with the camps that we run. But I went into my other sales calls thinking about that and realizing that, you know, it's, you tend to forget to ask, when, when you're asked a question, you want to answer it right away. You tend to forget to ask for clarification or for what the other person is looking for from your answer especially even in an interview situation or if someone's asking you what you learned from a specific experience, it's, you tend to take that and say, okay, what did I learn? What's relevant in that learning for me, for my learning journey? But there might be a totally different value that the other person is looking for from that answer. So I began asking questions in return to clarify what it is that people were looking to hear. And that allows you to be more concise as well in your storytelling or in your answering of questions. And I, there was actually another um, call that I had afterwards for a different project that we had for the Queen Solar Design Team. We were building a, um, the engineers actually built a little cart for making coffee. And we were looking for a donation to get a, uh, a freezer that we could put into the cart that was sustainable and uh, that would last for a while as well. We found a company that was really great and on that call I decided to ask what they were looking for and it made it so much more um, straighter, like it, it got us quicker to the point to talk about how we could actually exchange value between, between the two uh, parties. So that's my story for today and uh, it kind of reminds you of the importance of recognizing who your audience is when you're, when you're having a conversation with someone. Alright, it's about 4 o'clock or 3.30. I'm taking a quick break because I've been at my desk all day and I wanted to do the update segment of this Mistral Spirit Snapshot project that I'm starting. I'll talk about the project in a sec. So in terms of my updates, I wrote some notes down here that I want to say. It's pretty much the prompts that I did on my live streams back when quarantine first started. So what did I learn? Um, I've been thinking a lot about coffee and coffee intake and in particular I've read research studies on it and I'd recommend this for anyone who's trying to find out more information particularly about like health type of stuff rather than just googling things go on Google Scholar instead and you can read way more accurate information there and really understand what's going on. So I'm cutting my coffee intake, I'm still going to drink coffee but I had really severe withdrawal symptoms a few weeks ago so um, I've decided it's probably a good idea to cut a little bit. Then what do I wonder? So I started listening to audiobooks again, or I chose one in particular, but in the process of choosing, I listened to quite a few that I fully couldn't understand what they were saying. It's, it's strange, I think, I think when something is scripted and you're reading it out loud, it kind of doesn't register in the person's mind who's listening to you, um, or at least I've found that. And I really am curious why that is and how you can possibly change your intonation so that you can say something scripted or read something scripted and still make it really easy to listen to and digest. And finally, what do I love? I've been reading a lot more lately because I had this nonfiction history book that I that's like this big and I just really couldn't get through it. 
So I picked something up that is a lot more interesting and fiction, and it's really nice to have something to read because I do that instead of spending time scrolling on my phone and so on. So what is this? What are you watching? Well, it's not advice. I don't want it to be advice. It's kind of more of a snapshot of where I'm at right now and what I'm currently learning and sharing that with you. Hence the Mistral Spirit snapshot introduction. I'm quite proud of that. I did that last night. Stayed up way too late for it. But not advice. Also, I don't want it to be very long. I want this to be short snippets for two main reasons. The first is that's what I want to work on. This is kind of a learning experience for me as well, just like blogging is. It's an opportunity for me to practice speaking and sharing ideas verbally with you with minimal editing. But also as an organization and productivity YouTuber, I think the more time you spend working on your own projects and the less time you spend listening to someone else talk or listening to someone else share their personal projects, the better for you. I'm not saying don't watch my videos or don't read my blog posts, but everything in moderation and I think I want to bring as much value to you in as little time, in as, with spending as little of your time as possible while doing so. So that's my goal with these videos. And finally, on the topic of it being a snapshot, I want to capture a bit of an update of my day that I filmed this, almost like a vlog blog entry, but with some kind of a theme to the overall message. So that's the goal with these. We'll see how it goes. There's definitely gonna be a lot of improvement looking back and less and less editing as, as I go on, but I think it'll be a really great experience. So thanks for joining me.